Welcome to the Happiest Ever After podcast. I'm your host, Tatiana Robertson. And yes, you heard right, happy-ish. Because this podcast is not about chasing the fairy tale. We've seen behind the curtain and most of us are ready to hop off the hamster wheel of perfection. If you've ever wondered, how'd I end up in this life? How can I change it? What do I want from life? Is there more? Then this podcast is for you. The fairy tale may not be real. That's the good news. Because life is an amazing adventure and it's time for you to pick up the pen and write your own story. So let's get started and see where this journey takes us. I'm so excited to have you, Savannah. And for my audience, I'm going to tell you a little bit about this amazing woman. She started as a model, which was her dream career. She found success sort of like right out of the gate. She was in movies, television shows, print publications. And then one day her day, her entire life changed. And after an extended period of time, she was finally diagnosed with fibromyalgia. And she has been battling this chronic illness ever since. She had to reroute her entire life. All of the dreams that were coming true, she just had to sort of turn that around and refocus her energy and start with a new career from scratch. Zavanna is now a full-time certified motivational and TEDx speaker, life coach, and the founder of one of the largest entrepreneurial communities on social media. And having been featured in both Inc. and Media magazines, she strives to help others understand that the best things in life are right on the other side of our fears. And believe me, this woman not only lives that, preaches that, shares that, inspires people to move beyond their fears, and she's always looking for ways to overcome the obstacles and roadblocks that can pop up in our lives. And I am so fortunate to also call Savannah a friend. We met, has it been, it's been a couple of years and it was, it has. yeah, and I feel so blessed. I mean, there are times when just getting a chance to chat with you has got me through some really tough times and inspired me and created space also for my own voice and working things out. I honestly don't think I could have a podcast today without the experience that I had with the sisterhood, which is the name, of course, of the Aww. female entrepreneur. I'm not crying, you are. <laughs> <laughs> it was an amazing experience to learn and to test my voice in a safe space with these other female entrepreneurs. So I owe you such a debt of gratitude as well. Oh, Tatiana, I, I have no words. I mean, that is like the best thing you could have ever possibly said. And, and you know how much the community means to me. It really means the absolute world to me. Every single one of you means the world to me. Like I live to see other people succeed and to see other people thrive. Like I, I have chills. I'm not even kidding you. Like I live for that. I live and breathe for that. So hearing you say that, that all of the women in the community, you know, were the ones that were able to hear you and were the ones that were able to listen to you and to give feedback and to like inspire you to want to become the best possible version of yourself and to start the podcast. You just made my entire day podcast done. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have that 
in common, I know, like I know in my soul that you get true joy from seeing people succeed. And I'm that same way. Like, I just love it. Like when someone on my team succeeds, we all succeed. Like I love seeing people live their best life. And it's just a world view that I adore. And, and you're that same way. So I always felt like that resonated. I always felt like, oh yeah, we see the world with the same lens of when other people succeed, it doesn't take away from me. It makes the whole world better. If everybody shone their brightest light, it doesn't mean that somebody else's light isn't bright. It means that the world is full of, like, do you ever think, oh, there's too many stars in the sky. Damn, I wish there was less stars. Nobody says that. No. <laughs> that's, what's, that's what seeing other people succeed is. It's like another star in the sky. And you know what? The other thing, too, is I feel like that's, like, that's one of the biggest problems with society, just, like, as a whole. I feel like too often... We're always trying to look to see how fast did this person get there? What's this person doing? What does success look like? You know, what's that defined by to this person? Instead of realizing and understanding that you could literally be doing the same exact thing as somebody else, but your thoughts, your personality, who you are as a person and what you have to offer and what you have learned, the obstacles that you have overcome is completely different from the other person. So it's never a competition. Like there's no competition. It's like you said, when one of us wins, we all win together. Like if we all just held hand by hand and, and we continue to just thrive together and remind each other that like, hey, like at the end of the day, we're all human. You know what we do have in common? You know what makes us exactly the same? Number one, we all have fears. Every single one of us, whether it's in the past, the present, or the future, we all have fears. We also have obstacles that we have to overcome. Like we all have those similarities. But when it comes to doing the same exact thing as somebody else, we have to stop comparing ourselves because we're all unique in our own ways. We all have different things to offer to, to other people. Even if there's one person that's listening to you and is like, wow. You know, that story really inspired me to become the best version of myself. I never heard that story before. I never heard anybody share that story. Or maybe I have a similar story to you and I've been afraid to share it. But because you shared it, I feel okay to share it. That's what it's about. That's truly what it's about. And I I believe in, you know, no matter what anybody believes in, if it's God, the universe, a higher power, yourself, whatever it is, I believe in God. I believe in divine timing. And I believe that as much as you try to have expectations and say, I need this X, Y, and Z by this time. And by this age, I'm going to have these things like you don't know what's going to happen and how life is going to play out for you. So you have to just stay the course and understand that no matter what obstacles or fears you run into, it's all for the best. On the other side, you're going to come out better. You're going to come out stronger. You're going to thrive even better. And you're going to be able to do things that you never even thought you could accomplish. And you have to be willing to stay patient. For some people, it might happen in a day, right? Like you might win the lottery overnight and you become a multi-billionaire and like it's all good. Or it might take you the next 40 years to become the success that you want to become, whatever that success is defined by to you, right? 
But you have to be willing to stay the course because I always say this, you know, I say this, Tatiana, is life is always going to test each and every single one of us to see if we're going to continue to show up for the things that we said we were going to show up for, regardless of the circumstances. So we have to just let that go and, and understand we all have a gift. We, we all have a blessing and, and it's up to us to give that out. And we do. I love what you just said. And I know like... I've said so many times, comparison is the thief of joy. I don't know who originally said that. It's been repeated so many times. I don't think we can credit anybody anymore, but it's so true because we also don't know the story behind someone else getting there. And our story is definitely not going to be exactly the same. And we both have come from places of trauma and yet we choose to have an attitude and outlook on life that is positive. And that's our choice. What I'm interested, though, is do you believe that coming through, well, I mean, you haven't come through. You're actually, you live with fibromyalgia. Did you have that same perspective and belief prior to being diagnosed? To be honest with you, I feel like for me, and, you know, I've shared this a couple times, but for me, I feel like I had very high expectations, but I never, I, I always said I wanted to inspire people. Like that was always my goal. The goal has never changed. That's always been the same, no matter what. But I lost track of that. And sometimes what happens is we're forced to, you know, have to do things or or be a part of things that we don't want to be. And I feel like that's what happened is for so long, I was saying to God, like, please, like, just let me be successful here. Let me get to this next magazine. Let me get casted for this next movie. How about this next TV show? And I lost track of that wanting to inspire other people goal. And it just became What's the next goal that I can get to and how fast can I get there? And I feel like what happened is I was forced. I wasn't listening. I kept telling God which way to go. And God kept telling me, like, Savannah, no, you are not going this way. Like, just trust me. Come this way. It's fine. Just trust me. There's something better for you. And I just wasn't listening. So I would say, you know, I I don't think that I, I think that when I started out, I had that that vision and I had that drive and somewhere along the way I got lost and that's why I was forced to go on the path that I'm on now. That just demonstrates a lot of insight. That's it's really hard to say I had it and I I lost it and then I had to find it again. You know, that willingness to recognize that at some point Things went a little off track. And I think it's natural that it happens to all of us. We start in one direction. I want to be a positive influence in the world. But then it becomes about the next movie and the next, the next, you know, we end up on this ladder and, and we're going in one direction because the ladder only goes in one direction. But we don't realize that actually there's footholds and handholds all along that wall beside us and we can choose any path but we only see one path and that was a really hard path that you ended up on with the fibromyalgia. And there was something that I was, I was thinking about you a lot because you know, we've known each other for quite some time. I have had, you know, the 
great opportunity to spend hours and hours talking <laughs> with you. And I happen to know that there's one particular thing about you that I wanted to talk about today because I was thinking about how much of a struggle it was for you to get that diagnosis and how one thing you have always been such a strong advocate for is that everybody has a space. Everybody has a right to speak their experience and should be given space by others around them to speak their truth so that we can all get to know. And that's part of your desire to build community, to allow sort of organic growth and support to grow with the female entrepreneurs group, with the sisterhood. But that passion for hearing everybody's story, and I thought about how you had struggled to get a diagnosis. And I'm, I think this will resonate with a lot of women in particular, because we know for a fact that women are more often to actually die of certain illnesses because they aren't taken seriously. Um, as you are aware, I went through this experience with my daughter where she was sent away from the hospital more than a dozen times before they finally found out that she had a very large cancerous tumor and they sent her home with Advil all those times. And you, when you were telling me some of the background of getting the diagnosis with fibromyalgia, how you had gone through that, how people didn't hear you or listen to you about what you were going through. And I thought, wow, I understand why she has such a passion for this. And I wonder if you've actually thought about that. Oh, yeah, I've definitely thought of that. And and I'll tell you the crazy thing. So when I created the community and everything, it was I, I, I always can see the signs. I believe in signs. I believe that we're always being guided. So when I created the community and I decided that I wanted to create that safe space, I really did it because I had an incident happen on Clubhouse. But as I I really built up the community and as I got to know everybody and I started to hear everybody's stories, I realized that deep down, before I even realized it, the reason why I felt so strongly about this is because I didn't have a voice. And like, you know, I've, I, I just resonate with that so much because you're absolutely right. You know, for seven and a half years, I was going to doctors literally two times a week. Every single week I was going to doctors, all different kinds of doctors, blood work, MRIs, x-rays, uh, CT scans. I mean, you name it. I had a spinal tap done. I mean, I've, I've had it all. I've literally had it all done. And, Every single time that I would walk into a doctor's office, it didn't matter who the doctor was, whether it was a woman or if it was a, a, a man. I always was told, you're fine. It's all in your head. And I knew it wasn't all in my head, like not being able to get out of bed anymore. It's it's making me emotional because, you know, like that's a really hard thing to go through, not being able to wake up in the mornings and like, I just remember praying every single night, God, please, like, please don't wake me up. Like, give this opportunity of life to somebody else who deserves it, who's going to appreciate it, because I don't want to be here anymore. And it, it, 
it just, it tears you down. It tears you down hearing all of these these professionals and these people that are meant to help you, these doctors, these specialists, these uh, technicians, all of these people that are meant to help you, that are saying right to your face, nothing is wrong, that it's all in your head. Yeah. Like, that's the hardest thing that anyone can experience is, is no matter what it is, whether it's with a diagnosis or if it's, you know, on social media, it, ha- it happens all the time. We feel like we're invisible. We feel like we don't matter. We feel like we're not worthy or we're not good enough or we're not smart enough or maybe we are making it up. I started to question myself. I started to ask myself, is this, is this really what's happening? I've gone to hundreds. I mean, I have folders full of doctors, visits, appointments, CDs of, of all the scans and all the stuff that they've done. I have folders full. And I got to a point where I just said, if I'm going to continue to feel like this and nobody can figure out what's wrong with me, I don't want to be here anymore. And like that still to this day hits me to the core. Like that is still something that I feel in every single inch of me. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. Because not only did that happen when I was going through my diagnosis journey. It still happens now sometimes. It still literally happens now sometimes. I have, I, I'm having all of these dietary problems now. I can't have any dairy all of a sudden. I'm having all of these problems. I'm having to go see doctors again. And it's, it, again, it's the same thing. You're fine. Everything's fine. It's probably just the medications you're on. You know your body. You know your body. And the same exact thing happens to so many people and we just don't see it. Or sometimes people look past it and they just say, oh, you'll be fine. You'll be all right. Just stay strong. Keep keep moving. Keep pushing. But you don't know what it's going to take for somebody to snap. You don't know what somebody else's breaking point is. Like your breaking point might be completely different from somebody else's breaking point. And the words that you say to somebody that sticks for the rest of their life. That's like when, when they say that when you're a child and you're growing up and, and you absorb everything like a sponge. That's not just when you're a child. You absorb everything like a sponge every single day. If somebody says something hurtful to you or somebody makes you feel invisible or somebody makes you feel like you don't have a voice, that doesn't go away as you get older. That's still there. You can still feel that. And I I wanted to make sure that as long as I am fighting every single day for my life, I want to fight for other people. Like that's that's what I wake up for every single day now is I never want anybody to ever feel like they don't have a voice or like they're they're not as good as somebody else or that their story is not as important or not as valuable as somebody else's. We all matter every single one of us and the people that choose not to make you feel like you are worthy or you are not good enough. Keep moving, keep moving and don't ever give up. That's especially if you are going through a health journey, I highly suggest that to anybody, no matter how small they make you feel, no matter how voiceless they make you feel, 
you know exactly what you are feeling on a day-to-day basis and don't ever allow anybody to take that away from you. That's on a health perspective. That is on on a social media. If somebody is attacking you on social media or cyberbullying you, and that's that's how I started the community. That's exactly what happened. I went into a room. I didn't know that many people. I had my profile filled out. You know, I didn't look like a bot or anything. I, I, you know, I had enough followers and stuff like that. I had a couple hundred and I went into this room and I, and I listened and this is what really struck me. And, and that's why I just, I resonate so much with what you just said because I didn't realize it at the time. But it was it was deep within me that made me push even further to create that community because I went into this room and the, the it was titled something about sharing your story. So, of course, me on my health journey, anytime that I can hear people sharing their story or now anytime I can hear share my story, you know, I'm, I'll do it. Even if it's one person in the room, I'll share. I'll talk to one person. It's fine. Um, but I went into this room and, and I listened to everybody and you know, you know what it feels like that, that courage to finally go up there and share for the first time. I was yeah. soaked. I was sweating Tatiana, literally drenched through my clothes. I was like, whoo, I don't and know. For people who don't know, this is on the clubhouse app, yes. which is an audio only app. And when you, you can put up a little virtual hand and then you're, you can be brought up so that you have a chance to speak. And so the first time that you go up there and it's a bunch of people you don't know, but you're like, I want to contribute to the storytelling here. It's, it's such an instinctive thing to be part of community. And there's something about that audio app that, that it launched at the beginning of COVID and it was, an incredible experience. But so, okay, continue your story. You're sweating and you're finally going up there and you're going to unmute yourself for the first time. So I'm finally, well, no, no, this was just to raise my hand. I didn't even get to (laughs) unmute yet. This is just to raise my hand. (laughs) I am soaked. I am up there. I'm like, oh man, I can't believe I'm doing this. But I was so inspired. Everybody was sharing their stories and they were so vulnerable. And I was like, wow, like, like these people are changing my life and like they they might not even know that they're changing random people's lives. So I finally built up the courage. I'm drenched. I'm sweating. Raise my hand. They let everybody else up and they turned off the hand raising. I never got to go up. I never got to go up. And in that moment, again, I felt invisible. And I asked myself, I remember, I, I remember the moment. I remember 2T. I asked myself in that moment and I said, what makes somebody feel that your story's good enough, but yours isn't? You're good enough, but you're not. And I felt invisible again. Again, I felt that same exact feeling of, I can't believe this is happening. And if it's happening to me, it's happening to other people. I'm not the only person that this is happening to. It is happening to other people. So in that moment, instead of saying, I'm done, I'm off this app, I'm out of here, people are mean, and that's it, and dropping it, I made a promise to myself in that moment. And I said to myself, 
that as long as I am able to use my voice, I am able to use my story, I am able to use just who I am as an individual, as a human being, to inspire other people, to give other people a space, to have a voice, to feel that that they do matter, to be reminded that they do matter, that their voice does matter, that nobody's story is more important than the next person's. Your story is important and your story can change people's lives. I mean, I have, look, I, I'm not kidding yeah. you. I have goosebumps again. And I made that promise to myself in that moment that I was going to do whatever it took. It didn't matter if I was running room for 19 hours, if I was doing it multiple times a week, if I was having to respond to 200 messages on social media, whatever it took to remind people that they matter that their voice matters, that their story matters, that they are worthy, that they are not less than anyone else, and that they are not invisible. They are beautiful and and unique, and they just have so many incredible things about them. I was going to do whatever it took. And that's where the Sisterhood of Influential Entrepreneurs came, is from that drive. Yeah. And I can see that. I see the that's what I was lying in bed thinking about your story. And I was like, Oh, all of a sudden I made the connection with everything that you had lived through and experienced for all those years seeking advice. And I think sometimes medical professionals don't realize that what they're doing is gaslighting. Mm. It would be more honest to simply say, I can't find anything. I don't know what this is, but your experience is valid. Can you tell me more about what you're living through? For people who don't know what fibromyalgia is, I just want to read this little bit that I found from the Mayo Clinic. And they talk about fibromyalgia as a disorder that's characterized by widespread muscle. Oh, here, my writing is so bad. I'm like, it's like (laughs) musculoskeletal pain and says that researchers believe that fibromyalgia amplifies painful sensations by affecting the way your brain and spinal cord process painful and non-painful signals. So the experience must be excruciating when you are in acute fibromyalgia. Like when I'm not sure what the proper terminology is when you're having, like if you have episodes or if there's periods or inflammation what do you call it a flare-up a flare-up so when you have a flare-up life must be almost unbearable the other thing that like i have been learning about people it's the mental strain of first not having a diagnosis and you sort of talked about this like you start doubting yourself because these are professionals with a high education and they aren't saying I can't diagnose this. They're saying you're fine. Mm-hmm. Those are not the same things. Like those, those two responses are not the same. So let's just call it what it is. You know, it's medical gaslighting. They don't have an answer. So you must not be as opposed to we don't have an answer, which is completely different. So then you finally get an answer. So you have an answer, but it's not like life becomes you know, better. Now, you know, oh, I have an incurable illness that I will have for the rest of my life that will have spontaneous flare ups that I can't control. The emotional, mental weight of that diagnosis 
And I wanted to read this little bit that I got from the Mayo Clinic because we know who the Mayo Clinic is. They are very reputable. But other people might say, oh, is that really a thing? Mm. Well, the Mayo Clinic says it is, and I trust them. But it's, it is something that's very difficult to diagnose. And I feel like there's a different way that we can hold space for people struggling with an illness. Because if it's impacting you to that degree, you are healthy, vibrant. Oh my God, we're going to have to put pictures up somewhere. I'm not sure how to do that. I'm just going to put your Instagram. I'm going to put it in the show notes so that you guys can all check out the beautiful Savannah. And you'll see like these pictures from like red card, uh, red carpet events and stuff. And you're going to be like, what? You look like the epitome of health and glowing radiance. You're so articulate. And with all of the privilege and and resources at your fingertips, could not get someone to listen. Mm. I think that's a shared experience for a lot of people. But the amazing thing is that you turned that experience into compassion and empathy for others. And that is not always the common response to a deeply traumatic experience because those seven years can only be described as deeply traumatic. So I just honor the fact that you took that experience and you turned it into, like I look at you right now as we're talking on Zoom and you look like a warrior woman, a petite warrior woman. (laughs) With those amazing cheekbones. <laughs> you exude strength. Thank I you. I feel like you must have had that strength in you to, to keep fighting for a diagnosis. And look at how you're using your voice today. Yeah. You didn't know that this was the journey. I Maybe it would have seemed overwhelming and scary if you'd known what your journey was going to be 15 years ago. Yeah. Well, I, I'll I'll share something um, crazy with with you in the audience. I've never shared this before. Um, well, for starters, so the one thing that I've learned is that you know the medical field they only know what they know. Yeah. Okay. It's it's textbook stuff. You know. So I I I went from you know being very mad and and angry and upset to being like understanding, like I understand you only know what you know. So I understand that. The second thing is our words have a lot of power. So before I was diagnosed, I would pray every single day, please God, just help me find a diagnosis. If I don't have a diagnosis and and it is all in my head, I don't want to be here, but I would pray please just help me find a diagnosis. And I remember the day that I was in the doctor's office. And again, back to the signs. I went to this, it was a rheumatologist. And the rheumatologist I was supposed to see, I guess there was only one in the office uh, or in the building, I'm not sure. But the doctor that I was supposed to see had an emergency So I saw the director of the rheumatology department that day. He's the one that diagnosed me. He, he touched my back. 
He touched the the pain points, what they call them. And he diagnosed me instantly. He printed out paperwork explaining what fibromyalgia was. He gave me a phone number to call if I had any questions, if I needed any help, if there was anything at all. And I remember sitting in that office and I had been waiting for this moment. I had been waiting to finally get that diagnosis. And when I finally got the diagnosis and I learned that it was incurable, I felt my entire world shatter again. Mm -hmm. I literally felt my entire world just fall apart around me. So our words have so much power. But I'll tell you, looks can be deceiving, okay? I am in pain every single day. I am literally fighting for my life every single day. My spine right now feels like somebody has literally ripped it in half into a thousand little pieces is what my spine feels like right now. But I always continue to move forward with a smile on my face because I know that everything happens for a reason. Now, I know people say that and it's a cliche and it's like, oh, yeah, I know everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. I'm going to tell you the craziest story. So when I was younger, I got a tattoo. It was my only tattoo, the only tattoo I've ever gotten. I'm going to pull up a picture just so I could show you in, in the audience as well, just so you can you can see how crazy this is. So when I was younger, I got a tattoo. You know, I had been through a lot of trauma during my childhood and completely separate things. And I, um, I, I, I had this, this calling that I was meant to get this tattoo. So I got a tattoo and it says, with faith comes hope. And it's a purple butterfly. Now, when I got it, I didn't think anything of it, right? I just was getting a tattoo. You know, I, I had a lot of traumatic things. And, and this was just to represent my strength at the time. That was, you know, that was kind of my go-to was, was to represent my strength at, at that exact time, at that exact moment. So the crazy thing, and, and the tattoo is on my back, okay? So I'm going to show you. This is, this is a picture uh-huh. of my tattoo, this yeah. is with faith comes hope. And I'll, I'll send it to you, too, just so you can show everybody. Uh, and it's a purple butterfly. All these years later, I found out that the color purple is for fibromyalgia. And guess what the symbol for fibromyalgia is? Oh, is it a butterfly? It's a purple butterfly. Oh, wow. So talk about signs. I knew this was inevitable. I know that now. Like, I I just know that now. Something that I had gotten all those years back that I just was getting for a completely different reason, for a completely different purpose, ended up representing my life now. Mm. And I truly believe that God and and the universe and just the life has so much more in store for us than we even possibly know. 
I mean, the ch- what are the chances you have a butterfly right behind you right now on the wall? <laughs> I know. I mean, you can't. You can't make this stuff up. You cannot make this stuff up. But I realized that that and that's that's what makes me strong every single day. Don't get me wrong. There's days I wake up. I still want to give up. There is days that still suck. Most days. But I continue to wake up because all those times that I prayed for God to give my life, my opportunities, my blessings, the things that are good in my life that I prayed for him to take away to give to somebody else, I'm still here. He still woke me up every single day. And if I'm, I look at it this way, if I'm able to take this illness and take this pain away from somebody else, maybe somebody else doesn't have to deal with it in this lifetime. If I could take away everybody's pain and everybody's problems, I would. But maybe in a sense, me suffering from this and me having this is giving somebody else an opportunity to be able to live their best possible life. And that's a choice. That's a choice I make every single day is to view it that way, is to view it as a blessing. I see you as somebody who's really raising the profile of an illness that isn't really well known. And if somebody else has been going through that same journey of trying to get a diagnosis, they they know these different things. And the last thing we want is like people to all run on to, you know, Dr. Google and be like, oh, no. This is what I have. But for somebody else who has been struggling trying to get a medical professional to listen to them, to hear them, maybe they don't have access to the resources, maybe they can't have all of these tests done. If somebody suspected that this was something that they're struggling with, what is the first thing that they need to do, or who do what type of doctor do they need to see in order to get a diagnosis? Well, I would say the first thing is don't give up. No matter how many times you get a no, no matter how many times you get a, you're fine, it's all in your head, do not give up. The second thing is I would recommend go see a, a rheumatologist. But for me, I've learned now, don't just call the insurance up or don't just Google really quick, you know, nearest rheumatologist. Now, It takes me months, like literally three to six months to do my research, to find rheumatologists. Sometimes the room, the the doctors are a part of my insurance, but my insurance doesn't offer them. If I go on the website, they'll give me the two star doctors when there is literally an over five star doctor that that accepts my insurance. So I would say do the due diligence and and do the work, like put the work in, do the research and understand that whatever you are feeling, you are feeling for a reason. It's not all in your head. You're not making it up. You're not crazy. And, and you're not, you know, whatever anybody else tells you. But put in that work and put in that effort. Because the amount of work and effort that you put into wanting to get better, wanting to get answers, wanting to heal and wanting to recover is the same amount that you're going to get out of it. So just do the research, do the work. And it's trial and error. For me, 
I've been at this for years. I don't, I've lost track. I don't even know how long at this point, but I'm still trying. I've just cut out dairy completely out of my diet. I love dairy. I love cheese. I love mac and cheese, love pizza. Like I am literally a cheese addict (laughs) and I've just completely cut out dairy out of my diet. Then on top of that, gluten, gluten is another one I've had to start cutting out. Like it's, it's going to be a process and you have to be willing to go through that process. Like I said, no matter how long it takes, if it takes you five years, if it takes you over 10 years, if it, you know, takes you 20 years, do the work. Do the research. Try everything. Try acupuncture. Try. I have a foam roller. When my back gets really bad, I don't recommend this because it it will long term cause problems, you know, cracking your bones and stuff. You know, at some point will probably cause arthritis. But I have a foam roller. I roll my back out every single time I'm having a very, very bad flare up. I, I roll my back out. It cracks my spine and it relieves just a little bit of pressure just a little bit that I can feel a difference. And I'm like, ah, it still sucks and it still hurts, but it feels so good right now. (laughs) It feels better than it did two minutes ago. So just try different things. Try and and be willing to be a part of the journey and, and just don't give up. That's the biggest thing because I feel like, you know, my entire journey up until this point, and I still have my days. I'm not going to, you know, be the person that says, no, like everything's great, happy-go-lucky, and, and everything's all good. Like, I'm I'm honest. I still have my days. But there have been more days that I have wanted to give up, and I just keep going. I just keep going. One more day, one more fight, one more reason And that's what you have to do. Just keep going and do the research. Yeah. And I love how you talk about feeling your own body, coming to know your own body. That's another big takeaway, I think, is the fact that it can be hard when you have somebody saying, no, no, you're fine. But trust your body. And it's so interesting because that, of course, is the same approach that I take as a health coach is it doesn't matter what all of that stuff is going on out there. That Like whatever they're trying to sell you with whatever the thing is, mm-hmm. how does your body react? How do you right. feel? What do you feel like? Like what is that? Because your body knows. And when you can put the faith back in your body, and if you can hear it, then you can just keep going, right? Because you can say, no, this is real. You might be an expert on the outside, but I can feel this and I trust myself. If we can get back to trusting ourselves. Yeah. And, and it's always within you. You know, you, you know best. Doesn't matter if you're an expert. It doesn't matter if you have a degree. It doesn't matter if you're the specialist. It does, none of that matters. You are the expert of your body. You know your body best. Like, you know, for me, some some of the fibro um symptoms fibro fog i will literally i could have mid conversation <laughs> and i will full blown forget what i am saying i kid you not i will literally forget and i have to i'm like 
wait, pause. I can't, I just give me a couple seconds or a couple <laughs> minutes. It'll come back to me. I just, I need a minute. Oh, I've witnessed it. I know. Yeah. And you will be like, oh my God, I'm having a fibro fog moment. And, Literally. <laughs> and it's like, okay. And that's okay. And, but the thing is too, like when you have symptoms like that, right? People are like, Oh, it just comes with age. Like that was another thing that I got all the time. It was either you're fine, you're crazy, you need to go see a psychiatrist, or it comes with age. It comes with age. No. Like a mid twenty something is like. I'm sorry. Well, In like mid twenties, I'm having perimenopause symptoms. No, like it's crazy. Like literally, hot flashes. The bottom of my feet are feel like I'm walking on coals. My spine feels like I've been run over. Fibro fog. That comes with age? Like, how quickly does that happen? Okay. The fact that I, I'm just laughing because I'm like, the fact that, that anybody would say to a vibrant young 20-something, oh, that comes with age. It's like... Oh, yeah. Just, no big deal. Comes with age. Yeah, just comes with the territory. Um, okay. So, yeah. Sure. I'll, I'll believe whatever you want me to believe. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Savannah... I am so honored to have had you on the podcast. I'm so glad that you have shared this story. I know that people are going to be inspired by this conversation about your commitment, like what you have gone through, the perspective in life that you have taken to moving forward and the community that you're creating. Now we keep talking about this community. So before I wrap up, I really would like you to say just a little bit more about the sisterhood, what it is, how other women might be able to join in on the community and find out more about it. Because I know that this is like your precious baby. Yes, you know, I'm super excited. Um, yeah. So, you know, we welcome everybody with open arms. It's always a safe space. You can find us on, on Clubhouse if you have the Clubhouse app, or obviously people can message you if they don't have the Clubhouse app and they would like to join. We welcome them. Definitely would love to have you a part of it. But yeah, Clubhouse, uh, we are under the Sisterhood of Influential Entrepreneurs. We are also over on Facebook. Most people have Facebook. So if you are on Facebook, but you're not on Clubhouse, that's okay as well. You're welcome to join us over on the Facebook. You can search the same exact name, the Sisterhood of Influential Entrepreneurs. And if there's obviously anything at all that I could do to help or to support anyone, if you have any questions or just anything, literally anything, I respond to every single person. I'll put the a link to the Facebook group in the show notes so that people can yes. find the Facebook group very easily. But what kind of women are they going to find in the Facebook group? Oh, women of all walks of earth, literally all kinds of women. So I know that we're called the Sisterhood of Influential Entrepreneurs, but it is for anyone. If you are an upcoming entrepreneur, if you are a stay-at-home mom, if you are an entrepreneur, if whatever it is, if you are working in the corporate world, if you are in a, a bad situation and you need help to get out of it, or you need some guidance or you need some advice, like every single person is welcome. We welcome you all with open arms. There is not one specific person. The only thing that I say is 
we all are heart-centered leaders and we welcome more heart-centered leaders because that's how we move the world forward. That's how we make a positive impact in the world is when we come together and do everything solely from the heart. Yeah. And I think that's really the truth, right? Like that's really, it's, I, I believe, like I wanted people to hear it in your own words, but I believe it's a very heart-centered space that you have created. And I know that it's also open to non-binary transgender people. So it's not just like cis women. This is a community and anything that you could want to just know that you're walking into a safe place where you could post a question or look for advice or whatever it is that you need. Somebody in that community has probably gone through something similar or they have a skill set to help. And that's what being a heart, you know, a heart centered leader is. It's about offering that help, always knowing that there's going to be somebody along the path that's going to be helping you as well. So I'm so glad we got to share that because I really, um, I honor that space, the community that you created. Uh, it's, it's been amazing. There's, I don't know, tens of thousands on clubhouse by now. And I know that you're doing a new launch of the sisterhood yes, for the I fall. Am. So if people <laughs> don't have the clubhouse app, get on there, go look for Zavanna and give her a follow, which means that then when she opens a room with the sisterhood, you will be able to see it. And your rooms are always such a beautiful experience and different topics too. So it's a great place to learn and share and grow. And I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you, Tatiana. I'm just so honored that, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to be here and I'm so honored to be able to connect with more incredible, incredible individuals, right? Like I just cannot wait to see what we all do together as a community, as a sisterhood. Like this is truly, it, it's, it's just, we're all whole together. Like we are all one and it just makes me so happy. I'm so grateful and I'm just, I'm honored beyond words. Truly. I, I can't thank you enough. This has been absolutely incredible. And thank you to everyone that's watching as well. I, I'm just thankful for each and every single one of you as well. And I can't wait to meet you and, and hopefully have you part of the rooms as well. That would be amazing. Come in and share your story or just share about you and your name and anything at all, because we just love each and every single one of you. We are just full of love. And that's, that's what it's all about. It is. It's so supportive. And to meet people who are truly there for no reason, but then to help and support. So thank you so much, Savannah. I have appreciated this so much. I admire you so much. I have so much love for you. And I'm so glad that I got to meet you and that I can call you a friend. Me too, Tatiana. I am truly divine timing, you guys. You're always being connected to the people that are meant to be a part of your life. And, and I'm grateful beyond words. This friendship, you know, I, I say it all the time and, and I'll just leave everybody with this is sometimes the best things happen when you least expect them. Well, all the time. And, you know, sometimes people that come into your life 
are even better friends and and just even better people to have in your life than people you've known your entire life. Mm-hmm. Like we have such a great connection and it's all through this community and and all of the work that we've all been doing together to inspire and to make the world a better place and it just is the most incredible feeling to just continue to see what's going to evolve for all of us together. I just am so grateful, truly. Yeah, and it's a global phenomenon. Yeah. Thank you. And now for the recap. I feel so blessed to have Zavanna come on and be so raw. You could hear the passion in her voice. She was so honest about the challenges that she had faced and continues to face the feelings of invisibility that she had when medical professionals told her that she was fine. But in the sharing of her story, Savannah also shared some really key thoughts and perspectives. And those are, there's no competition. We thrive together. No one ever says there's too many stars in the sky. So every one of us should shine our brightest. And some days we won't feel like shining bright, but it's okay. And if someone makes you feel invisible or denies your feelings or says that you're fine, maybe reconsider whether or not they should have a place in your life. The feeling of not being heard, the feeling of being surrounded by negativity, it has a real impact on your health. If the people that are denying your feelings are medical professionals, seek out others. Life will test us to see if we're going to continue on. So if it's important and you are important and your health is important, your mental, your physical, your spiritual health, those are all important things. So when we get tested, we need to show up for ourselves. And finally, the beauty of Savannah's story is that when she felt invisible again, when that feeling came again, she didn't just sit there. She took action. That's what drove her to create the sisterhood of influential entrepreneurs. She turned that negative experience and instead of focusing on herself, used it as a tool to develop compassion and empathy for others, and then built a community to support other women so they wouldn't feel invisible and marginalized. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Happyish Ever After. I love the people that come on. I love the messages I get. I love my listeners. I did take a little break over the summer because we all need to have some time with our family, with ourselves, doing other things. And that's what I decided to do this summer. So I have taken a few weeks off, but I've got some more episodes in the bank ready to go live. And I'll be here every Thursday. And with that, I'm sending you all love. And I'm hoping that you will also take a few minutes to share this podcast episode with somebody that you think would enjoy the inspirational story of Savannah, or maybe they're struggling with their own medical needs and are having trouble trying to find somebody who will listen to them. And maybe they'll get some inspiration from this. In the show notes, I'll also have the contact information for if anybody wanted to reach out to myself or to Savannah directly. Have a beautiful week.